It's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. So this week we're going to be talking about Abraham Answers win at the WGC FedEx St. Jude. We're going to also talk about some golfers being put in the clock last week. And we're going to preview the Wyndham Championship with some picks. So let's get into it. So 93, let's get inside the ropes. So uh, Pat's not here this week, but uh, last week, Abraham Answer getting a win. Trev, that's your guy. My boy. My, it's the it's second time in three weeks that one of my guys has gotten a win. Joachim Neiman's due next. Just saying. Just saying. So if he's playing this week, I don't, know if, I don't think he's playing this week. If he's playing soon, he's, he's due for a win. Maybe, maybe it's every other week they'll get a win, but answer finally got done. Love that for him. Didn't pick him again, but you know, I'm, what I'm happy is. for him. I'm happy for him. Now, how he got the win was a little bit interesting. Now, I mean, as we all know, Bryson God, yeah. and Harris English were in the lead. They faltered a little bit. We'll get a little bit into that later, but um, Abraham answer ended up getting into a playoff with uh I'm blanking out right now, even though I watched the whole thing. Burns, Daki Matsuyama and Sam Burns. Yeah, so Burns and Matsuyama were in a playoff of him. Um, They all tied the first hole. um, And then the second hole, Abraham Anser makes his putt from about six feet, and Sam Burns misses his just inside of Abraham Anser at like five feet, seven inches. Talk about about a power lip, too. Yeah, but so Abraham Anser, that's his... First win on the PJ Tour made him win. Um, I mean, it's a long time coming, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I think I feel like he's he played great at was it, it was Hilton Head right last year, right? I picked him yeah. there. And I know he played great. It felt like like it feels like he even like won that tournament sometimes. Like just like because Webb kind of like you'd forget that Webb won that. He's played he President's Cup was kind of his coming out party, and everyone's kind of he's kind of lingering around a bunch of tournaments since then. And God dying need and I mean, talk about getting done in a WG field, uh a lot of money on the line. That was I mean a playoff. Obviously, you got a little we'll go into the Bryson, Harris English, all that stuff later, but it's that was I mean, yellow lucky was in the playoff, first of all. But yeah, I will say he did get it. A it lucky. worked. It worked out, and he won. He he made the burger. He made the great shot. He great that shot from the fairway and the second playoff was unbelievable. To that, I mean, both of them, him place. and Burns, both. Yeah. I mean, Abraham answer hits his. I'm like, oh, no one's gonna get like inside of that. And all of a sudden, Burns hits his, exactly. and he's like, a, like a you know less than a foot inside of him. So, and credit um, to credit to credit to uh, answer for making that putt. Also, Hideki hit two awesome putts in the playoff and he both, did and missed them both just barely missed them both barely. i i would have thought going into the playoff hideki was was my favorite um going into the playoff like just yeah. just thinking watching him i mean obviously he finished a lot earlier he shot a pretty good score on sunday um he was in the playoff last week for the bronze medal um right yeah two weeks ago so that's a crazy week yeah that's, that's, that's a, a crazy couple of weeks going yeah. from japan to like like you would have thought you could have assumed that Oh, Xander's won the gold medal. Maybe he's gonna take the week not off. Do his right? I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think anyone was surprised that he didn't play amazing or didn't play that great. But like, I guess no one really thought about Hideki and how he was gonna come off that. And he's playing, 
he seems like he's playing like the best golf of his career after winning the Masters and then playoff in the bronze medal uh, and playoff for the uh, WGC. I'm blanking for some reason, but WGC this week, yeah, yeah this <laughs> week yesterday. But yeah, he's he's playing some awesome golf. So that'd be yeah. And then season. back to Abraham answer for a second. Just looking at the stats this year, he's 23rd off the tee, 27th approach. He's 35th in putting. That's ends up being 27th yeah, to the green 16th stroke skin total um super accurate seven, seventh off the tee i mean he just has a lot of really good stuff what's, his, and he's up there what, the top what's his driving distance he doesn't hit the ball that far 156 he only yeah, hits he doesn't hit the 290 ball he hits the ball straight 290.1 yards but he's so good with his approach game that uh that it makes up for that so that yeah and like there's a lot of different types of guys that could win on tour yeah Especially because I mean, answer you like you said, he's what 20 around 20 and he's getting off, off the tee and hits it yeah. 290 yards. 23rd. That's it. Show, I think, what was it? The it was Hilton Head, right? Where he hit like every basically just every fairway, every green, and just his pine's good. Like, that's a if you can do that, I think anyone, any one of us would take hitting every single fairway and every single green and being a great player too. Like, that would. That'd be awesome. That'd be so much fun to play golf yeah. that way. I mean, the guys missed three cuts all year. That's it. I mean, he missed the, he missed yeah, the cut at the U.S. Hook. Open, which sucks. But um, missed the cut at the U.S. Open because he shot 77 on the second day. He missed the cut at the Genesis, um, 71-73. It's not that bad. Um, and he missed the cut at the Sony Open, 69-68. And that's also not that bad. So, like, um, I mean... 200 part rounds. Yeah, and he's has, what, seven top 10, 16 top 25 at first place, second place. I mean... Yeah, that's... I mean, I mean, he's just... he's And nobody really knows about him. Like, he's so under the radar. And he's just since... I guess is, this is a second year since basically the President's Cup. Yeah, second full year against since the president since the president's cup that one year we won a tiger mm-hmm. and everything like that. But he's he's quietly one of the best and most consistent players on tour, and nobody talks about him. Absolutely. And then the one thing I didn't realize about him, which is just just because I'm looking at his profile right now, I didn't know he was born in Texas. And also when he was doing like his post I think I did round post round interview, he speaks like perfect English, like no accent. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that I, I, I was surprised I, about that. I think I, I think I did for some reason I did know that. I think he he went to where did he go to school? He went to Oklahoma, I think, right? Oh yes, he did. He went to Oklahoma. Yeah. Like I, I think he was I think he's almost like maybe he's like lived in the US his whole life or something like, like something something he's basically just some He's, he's very Americanized, right? As for what I can say. Yeah, but he was I, actually raised in Mexico, but he, okay. he played college golf at Oklahoma. And, yeah, you know, college golf. And obviously, he got back at the tour. Dual citizen. He has stuff. dual citizenship. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's just something I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Um, so, I thought that was interesting. So, let's get into the, the banner story of the week. Obviously, we had Harris English, Bryson DeChambeau. They were in the final group. And... Um, it came apparent that they got put on the clock for pretty much their final nine holes. So the second nine. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different takes you could say about this, but yeah. I mean, what Bryson had a ruling on the sixth hole and that kind of just put them behind and it, it was tough for them to get back on the clock. And Bryson's a slow player in general, but um, Harris English didn't blame Bryson. He just kind of blamed the PGA Tour putting the final group on the clock. I mean, Harris English ended up yeah. shooting a nine or a forty on the back. 
Um, Bryson DeChambeau Which, shot a 41 on the back, so the kind of ran their day. Was, like, I didn't watch a ton of it, and I saw some highlights. Like, in Brandel Chambly on Golf Channel described it perfectly. It was like, he said it, and I immediately knew he was talking about it. It was like that, remember that one Monday Night Football game? It was Steelers versus Dolphins, and it was just pouring down rain. And the, I think the Steelers won that game 3-0. Yeah. And like the and like the ball stuck in the ground. Like he said, it was basically just like watching that. Although nobody nobody won because it was just it was such horrible golf from both of them. Like the high, like they were just Bryson was hitting it into the water short, then hitting it long in the on his drop shot. Uh, English was they're both picking wrong clubs. English is making stupid mistakes, silly mistakes. Yeah, going right, left, all over. Yeah, like the, he bogeyed the easiest hole in the course. I think it was, I think it was 16 maybe. Uh, yeah. But they were, and like, and Harris English talked about it, how he doesn't, he, like a hot mic picked up, like how he doesn't like to be rushed. He could, like, and who knows if that was directed at Bryce or not. And like, I don't know if the Bryce is the blame for this because how bad they're playing and how, uh, Bryson's ruling doesn't help anything, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. not, that's not really their, like, that's not him playing slow necessarily. It's just like, that's a very complicated ruling with this ball. How, however far in bounds it was like mm-hmm. order of a ball in bounds. Maybe I, I don't even know, but the whole thing, I think it was, just, I think, I don't love Bryson, but I can't. I don't really like necessarily blame him for the play. And I don't think Harris English does either. I just think it's it's just, it just turned into a really much worse situation based off of how they played and how they reacted to it. I guess right now, I mean, the only thing I'll say, I mean, obviously, I an amateur golfer, I feel it when I'm like being rushed. If like somebody's like waving you through, oh, yeah. you're playing through, or if like, if like a, there's a ball in another fairway or like in your line and like you're rushing, I feel like I never hit a good shot. So do you yeah. think that was just an excuse for Harris English or do you think actually that made him play as bad as he played? Cause he, he was one putt away from being in that playoff. Oh, he was, but also he was 20 in par at one point and you thought, you thought, you're like just like if you if you have told me when Harry I don't know what whole Harris Harris English was 20 under par, but I know he was 20 under par. Like it was probably on front nine or maybe early, probably front nine, like late front nine, and he's 20 under par. And if you told me, I like I would not have believed you if you told me there would be a three playoff at 1600 under par. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even believed you even more. If you told me Harris English or Bryson would not be in the playoff, especially Harris Harris English, like he's kind of like you from what you've seen, we've seen this year, he's won twice this year. He's a rock steady guy. Like he's played that whole playoff, that whole eight hole playoff with the Travelers. Like I don't think he was necessarily making an excuse for playing bad. I just think it's, I just think he didn't. The I me, mean, there was one thing I saw. I think Olaine up see post he. Took 20 seconds to hit a shot, which you have like 40 seconds to hit a shot, even if you're on the clock. And like 20 seconds is like, it seems like you just walked up. Yeah, to the you ball pick a spot, you go up to the ball and, and hit. Yeah. And hit it. Yeah. Like that, that seems rushed. And that, that seems like it wasn't him making excuses. It seems like he was, he was genuinely frustrated and rushed and just all around bad situation, which again, PJ Tour playing the final group on the clock. 
because and because of a ruling may, taking too long, maybe the right thing, but what the policy with that is, and it's it's all complicated with that. But I mean, yeah, he so, so he said he said they were put on the clock for the back nine, pretty much, um, which checks out. I mean, he was two under yeah. uh, thirty three on the front back nine. I mean, part the the tenth, but then the eleventh had all kind of gone. Um, downhill, he double bogeyed 11, um, par, par, double bogeyed 14, par, bogeyed 16, and then par through. And he needed to, you know, he needed to shoot a 39 on the back to make it into that playoff, 38 to win. So, I, I mean, 39. All you need to do is break 40. Yeah. All you need to, to do is break 40 on the back. In the playoff. To, well, yeah, in the playoff. And shoot but, 40. I mean, a couple, couple bad holes rushing. I mean, I, I could totally understand that. And I, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Rush, if you're the PGA rushing, Tour, the biggest part. If you're the PGA Tour, don't you think you should be a little more lenient with the final group coming in on Sunday? I mean, think about the yeah. open, especially that Jordan, Jordan Spieth one, where he had to get a ruling yeah. over on the right side. Imagine if he got put on the clock in the open, like for that. Exactly. Yeah, that that would have never happened. And put get him get they were like a hole behind too when they yeah, when they exactly. got put on the clock at the open at least a hole behind with that whole thing that that would if that would never have happened in a major and I don't think it should have, it, it should ever I mean they're they are the final group and like yeah to a certain extent you have to keep the group in front but it's really like you're gonna like like it's not it's not like they're playing it's not like they're it wasn't like they were playing slow it wasn't like they were taking a amount of time it was because mostly from what i've seen and from what i've heard it's because of mostly that ruling and it, just some bad golf shots like that's not like yeah it's their fault for hitting bad golf shots but that's also a byproduct of that putting the clock i think it's i don't know i think it's hard to put for wgc any pj tour event it's hard to put when guys are at making at risk of making like losing millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think it's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I, 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 I do too. I don't think you should be putting the final group on the clock, especially like no. it's one thing if you're playing super slow and you know, you're, you know, just playing at that pace. But if there's a ruling and it sets you off, I don't think you should yeah. have to get back on that time. I think it should just, you know, you should be a little more lenient with the final group. I mean, these guys, do you, do, do you know for how far money. behind they were? Not sure. Not sure how far behind yeah. they were. I don't think they said. I was thinking behind they were. If they were like three holes behind, I understand it. But if they were a hole behind, like you, like two holes behind, okay. Like they like tell them to speed up a little bit, but don't put them on. Like it's hard to it's hard for me to put them on the clock unless they're like really really like taking a minute to hit their shots, stuff like that. It's unless they're taking an obscene amount of time to hit their shots. I would. Have, I went to, I would have avoided putting them on a clock at all costs. But PGA Tour, who knows? Who knows what their policy is? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that or why they would have, uh, if they do it in this situation or why they chose to in this situation or why they chose, why they wouldn't do it. And yeah, and hats off to Harris English. He did the post match interview. He didn't have to do that. I mean, yeah. He obviously was frustrated, but uh, of course. I mean, it is what it is. He's in a good position going into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Could have had another win, but you know what? It is what it yeah. is. So it is good, what for, it is. good for Abraham, be back. Abraham Answer a win by because of that. So exactly. It's one thing if somebody if somebody else won and like you know it was like fifth, sixth, seventh win, but Abraham Answer gets his first win. So 
Um, good for yeah, them. exactly. Um, and then one last thing. Uh, Nelly Corda won the Women's Olympics. Apparently, she's pretty sick. So the USA sweeps the gold yeah. in, in the Olympics, which is pretty cool. So. That's pretty cool. That's pretty fun. I saw. I watched a little bit of it one night. There was like some some Indian girl. I forget her. I forgot her name, but she was apparently like let let gain thirteen putting or something like that. Something her putting was just absurd. Something something crazy like that. But uh, and that's pretty cool. Indian or she? I don't think she won bronze, but. I think she got pretty close. But that's, that's pretty impressive for India having a golfer like that, competing yeah. in the Olympics like that. Absolutely. So, so, I mean, the women's golf is pretty fun to watch. I mean, again, it was at 3 o'clock in the morning again, so I couldn't quite watch a lot of it. Yeah. But um, it, it is pretty interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's move into double bogey of the week. So double bogey of the week. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Siwoo Kim, uh, he made a uh, a thirteen on a, on the eleventh hole, which is the uh, one hundred and fifty five yard par three, kind of an island green. Um, I mean, first tee shot, kind of kind of hit it right, found the water, um, moved up to the drop zone, which is about a ninety six yard shot, I believe. Next shot, water. One after that, also in the water. And then, you know, five balls in total ended up in the water. And then he finally is like, all right, I'm not going to like go at the flag. And he hits his, hits his six shot over the flag, chips it to a foot and taps in for a 13. Hey, now, I mean, a 13, one putt. One putt. He, did, he did one putt. Um, <laughs> 13 is the highest score recorded on a par three on the PGA Tour. Um, Ever since, ni- since 1983, oh. when they began tracking those stats, that's still that's. I mean, that's just yeah. So I mean, a 13. God, so that's funny. Tough. Um, that kind that's of bad. I it's so bad, but it's so funny. This I think he shot like 43 in the back too. Yeah. The 13, like he. I think he. No. I, I was PJ Tour posted a scorecard. I think he went like 13, then made like three birdies in the last four holes. To shoot forty three after making a thirteen on a par three. <laughs> yeah, I know he just, just kept hitting it, hitting it into the bank, uh, hitting it into the water. I mean, it sucks. Um, I, him and Kevin Na were on a flight to to the next tournament this week at the Wyndham. Um, and Kevin Na apparently has the record for the most amount of shots on a par four. So they Siwoo Kim was holding up a three, and and uh, Kevin Na was holding up a four. Um, and they were saying like the two highest scores on like the PGA tour or something. It was a funny post. So they kind of made a light of it after, which is, which is always fun. Um, I, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Nod nah makes a 16. Kevin Nod makes a 16 at the Valero Texas open. Yeah. The, the wow. caption is PGA tours, highest par three score ever 13 today by Siwoo Kim and the highest par four uh, score ever by me 16. We needed John Daly on this flight for the highest par five score. <laughs> um, so they took a flight. Was, what was his? Where is the highest I, par? I don't par know. So John Daly made an so eighteen bad. on the par five sixth hole at Bay Hill in nineteen ninety eight. Oh, that's the one that Bryson cut the corner on. Yeah, exactly. And Surprise John hit Daly, a ton John of Daly water. made an eighteen. Yeah, I guess he kept trying to. Thank clear. Oh my god. Five attempts to clear. So um <laughs> yeah, so we have 13, 16, and 18, I believe, are the highest scores. So if you if you want to go after that. Good. <laughs> so with oh, that, geez. let's move on to uh the stat of the week. 
so start of the week. I don't know if you saw this earlier in the week. I think it was round two. Um, yep. Cameron Smith had 18 putts in round two, 18 holes, 18 putts. Um, I think couple chip the, ins. Yeah, a couple chip ins, of course, but 18, yeah. 18 putts in a round is kind of insane. Um, he ended up making 93 putts um all week, which I think is the second all time for lowest. I think it was one off or two off from the lowest oh um in four rounds. So that's kind of insane. That's getting hot with the putter and the wedges. Yeah, it's like eighteen putts and eighteen holes is unbelievable. Uh, you would you would think it would happen every now and then just because of like oh if you miss every green and yeah, chip it up close like you, yeah. you, you could do it or you like you make a couple of bombs something like that it could happen but like I guess you never ever hear about it like that but I mean yeah so the ninety three putts great. ninety three putts just just over twenty three putts per round which is which is pretty nuts. Which, but also, how about how about Cameron Smith on what was it? Was it eighteen? Uh, eighteen, I think. Trying to hit. What was the he? Trees. What was he? Yeah, like he was. He was in the trees. Like, was he trying to hit like through? All I saw was he like tried to hit like through the trees, and it did go out of bounds. Is that what it was? Like, did, yeah, I think like, he was I, trying I to. What hit, happened? I don't know what he was going for, but um, I mean. That was a lot of money for like a meltdown. I think he was tied for the lead, sixteen under, I believe. Um, and he was he was playing with Abraham Answer, I believe, and uh, he was going for the hero shot. You know, it's like I mean, like that's something that your average, like you know, me, fifteen handicapper will do every once in a while. We're like, oh, I see yeah. the gap, and you try to get through. And uh, he thought he could thread the needle, and he kind of just hit it into the tree. I think it went out of bounds. He had to drop, chip out. Oh, I think God. he made double. So, oh, so um, if he made, if he made, if he sounds like if he chipped out and just made, and par, made par, he would have yeah. been the playoff. He just needed par, and he Which, didn't. Who knows? Who, who knows if he knew that? I don't know what Harris English was on was at, at the time, or I don't know how far how far ahead were Harris English was probably two holes behind, I believe. Maybe one. Okay, so he was probably around. Right he's probably around right sixteen hundred, sixteen hundred par then. So he probably, maybe, maybe Smith is thinking, may I need to make birdie to win this? Maybe he's thinking, or maybe he's thinking, or doesn't realize how how far back he, or if he's tied, or how far back he is, or I, I don't know. The whole, the whole. I wonder what his caddy. I, don't know. I wonder what his caddy yeah. was advising. I wonder if his caddy well, was like, yeah, the- go for it, or if it, if Cameron Smith was like, I'm gonna go for it. You know? They had they had to they had to have seen like he wouldn't just hit it blindly at the over the tree or at the tree if it was didn't like he had to have seen something. I mean, or, there was like, a little gap there. Had to, yeah, they had to have seen been, some some seen something and been like, like yeah, probably was a hero shot kind of thing. Where but like had they had to have seen something and said okay, like I can like can you hit that shot? Like yes, I can hit that shot and gone for it, but. I mean, he just got it a little too high, I guess, and into the tree. So, I, I mean, yeah, it, it is. It, I think it's really fun when you see pro golfers do stuff like that. Just, just yeah, and, I do and, stuff and, like and that, it's one, you know? and it's one of those things. It's one of those things like in every sport. It's one of those risks where it's like if you pull it off, it's incredible and it's amazing. And if you don't, it's the one of the stupidest things you could have possibly done in a moment like that. It's, it's like yeah, like even even me out there. Like I was playing today, and I think I was on. 13 which is that one where there's the trees on the right and i hit it into the trees on the right and i like i was like 
do I do I just chip out to the left or do I go forward yeah. and try to like get it? And I was like, no, the, the, I'm going to go forward the, the, and I get it through and the, I don't hit the trees. So. The, the amount of times I've been in that hole where I've just had, I see the, I see the hole, the pin right in like in a gap between the, yeah. like a gap like that big through the trees. And, and you're like, like I right, gotta I'm, do all it. All right, should I punch it? And then, <laughs> and then it just does not work. Yeah. But yeah, who, I mean, Cameron Smith, I mean, hats off to you for trying to pull it off on the 72nd hole of a WGC. I mean, if, if he pulled it off eight. and he ended up making birdie and he won or he made par and he won in the playoff, I mean, we would be talking we, about we, this we, totally, totally, totally differently. Yeah. Out of the year, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who knows so, I mean, I, I, I don't hate trying it, but I, I feel like your caddy's got to talk you out of that one. Yeah. So. Um, But with that, uh, let's move into skins with the course preview, but first a word from Roback. You probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes, whether it was uh, the hat both me and Jake are wearing right now. Trevor has one as well. A pullover or a collared shirt. We're partnering with Roback in 2021, and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. Okay, skins. So we have the Wyndham Championship this week at Sedgefield Country Club. It's 71-31 yards, par 70. Um, a lot of the tee shots at Sedgefield, they're going to leave some short wedges in. Putting's also really important this week. And there's only two par fives, but both those par fives are reachable and scoring on those par fives is, is pretty paramount. So the key stats this week, strokes gain approach as always. Par fours gain 400 to 450. Strokes gain putting and eagles gain. Um, and just some of the previous winners, Jim Herman won last year. I think this was the tournament Pat watched when he got his uh, his tonsils out and watched like from start to finish. Um, JT <laughs> Poston right. was 22 under in 2019. Brant Snedeker, Henrik Stenson, Siwoo Kim, and Davis Love the third. So uh, a lot of different types of golfers there, I would say. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's another Donald Ross design. So with that, let's okay. let's get into the the bets, the skins. Trevor won both skins last week. Um, yep. That was two skins. You had Neiman over Scott, which was honestly just such a great. Like I don't even know that why that was out there, but yeah, that was that. I feel like that was. I mean, I didn't hear about either of them over the weekend, but Neiman. I feel like that was by, by quite a bit, much, much, much. A very, very easy play from what I could tell. Yeah. I mean, I had Louie had a little bit of a meltdown in the final round. So he, he, I think he was four or five over. DJ shot even. So I think DJ ended up beating yeah. him by like two strokes or something. So, um, and then Pat had Connors over Poulter, which didn't hit Poulter at a good week. Um, yeah. So 16 to 13 to two, one skin on the line. Um, I'm going to go with Pat's bets first. He he sent them in. He's going to go with Kevin Kisner, the win. I think it's 50 to one. Um, yep. Not a bad bet. Kevin Kisner, could, the, the course isn't very long. Um, good wedge player, good putter. I like it. Um, and then his best bet, um, he's going to go with Jason Kokrak over Patrick Reed. Not sure what the odds are on that, but um, Jason Kokrak's had a really good year. Patrick Reed's also a good player. Bit like what I did last week. Pick the guy out of form versus the guy in form. Um, we'll see how that one plays out. <laughs> so let's get into our bets. My winner, I'm gonna go with Charles Schwartzel. He's 55 to one. This is kind of a gut pick. I mean, he's been in really good form. He, I mean, last four or last three starts, T2, T26, T19, um, two second place finishes this year, so he's close. 
Um, pretty solid ball striker, also 29th in Eagles gained. Um, I feel like he's just like one of those guys that's going to get a win, and a tournament like this definitely seems like a tournament that Charles Schwartzel might win. So, 100%. Um, like you, you can't pick him for too many tournaments, but this is one of them that I think think he could win. Um, and then my best bet, I'm going to go with Matthew Wolf, top 40. I think it's minus 135. Um, he's coming off a T17. He's now made three straight cuts. He's 41st in stroke and approach and 56 in strokes game putting. Both of those are trending up from earlier in the season. Um, kind of rounding back in the form. I mean, he had a rough go of it earlier in the year and the end of last year. Um, and he's finally kind of bringing his game back, starting to play a little bit better, getting better off the tee, which is important for him. So um, look out for Matthew Wolf this week. Yeah, I like I like. I like Wolf this week too. Top 40, top 40 bets are back too, which I love as well. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my winner, I'll go, I'll go with our guy Chez. Again, it feels like he's just someone who could turn it on one of these tournaments and when he hits the ball and the hits the ball and really accurate in the fairway. Only hits it 208 yards off the tee, but fifth in driving accuracy. I mean, just one last week. Yeah, he's 22nd in strokes can approach. He need. His putting's not great, but I feel like if he gets the putter hot, like who knows what could happen with his ball striking, like that could be a recipe for success this week. Uh, so I'll go with him at pretty far odds. I think someone down that range, like that range, or Charles Schwartz will, will yeah. win. Like it's one of those weeks. Um, Who's in the my field? best bet, the field is not great. Like it's like Web Matsuyama, Ustazen, Web, Salatoris, yeah, drop off. Louis, Louis in the field. Yeah. Um, best bet. Also, I'll go with Kiz top forty as well. Minus one ten, so a little bit uh, worse odds there. But I think he's great putter. Pat likes him. Great putter. Uh, if he gets his irons going, I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be great. He, I know he played well at the Travelers, which is one of those shorter courses as well. Yeah. Uh, if he gets the putter going, he gets the hot. And he's from from South Carolina. I don't know if where this is tournament in South Carolina. Um, or is it in, I think it's in Greensboro, North, North Carolina. Carolina? So North he's Carolina. all right. So it's some somewhat in the Carolinas. So it's it's he's got it's a little close bit, to home, right? Yeah, yeah, close close to home. He's got the Bermuda grass advantage. Who knows? Uh, but so I like I like him a lot this week. He could I think he could even win this tournament. I think forty top four is a pretty good bet. I also I will say I love. I didn't see Brian Harmon was playing. I really love Brian Harmon this week too. I think he'll play really really yeah, well. Yeah, kind of fits the. Uh, you know the type of players that could win this tournament. Um, I, I will say it's I'm a going, Donald, it's I'm a Donald Ross this week. Yeah, short guys. It's a Donald Ross design. Kevin Kisner played well at the Rocket Mortgage Detroit Country Club, also a Donald Ross. So um, T eight, I believe, for Kevin yeah. Kisner. So I I like the picks this week. I like them. Um, and any other guys that like kind of uh, stick out this week to you? Um, maybe like a Robert McIntyre. Who knows? Uh, Kevin Streelman. I could see Ricky Fowler. I was going to say, I'm going to take a look at Ricky Fowler this week. I mean, he's been playing okay recently, and he needs it. I I think he needs to get into that top 125 or so to to make it into the FedEx Cup playoffs next week. So um, this is a big week for that. Those those guys on the outside looking in, um, definitely a big week for them. I mean, next week, right? They are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's look at the standings right now. Let's see who's on the fringe. Um, let's see here. Ricky Fowler is definitely on the fringe. He definitely needs to make a push. So the Northern Trust, one, 
Yeah, so 125. So guys on the outside looking in right now, notable names. Uh, I mean, start at 126. Scott Piercy, Nate Lashley, Michael Thompson. Uh, Ricky. Ricky. Um, any uh, Tommy Fleetwood's Fleetwood. on the outside looking wow. in. Rose. Dustin Rose. I mean, look at those guys this week. They Olympic might big silver medalist. They might Roy Sabatini. Of course, yeah, Roy Sabatini. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys lower down don't really have a chance. Um, and then some of the guys that are like, you know, the last four or five in. I mean, Adam Scott, Patrick Rogers, Matt Kuchar. Um, they need to stay in that that one twenty five, yeah. and even even Ches Revy at one fourteen. You know, you have a bad week. That's you, a little bit motivation. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys on on the fringe here. It is there's gonna be some movement out there. It's kind of like first four in, first four or last four out or whatever. Last four so, out, yeah. Um, no, there'd definitely be like those like Friday, those Friday and uh, Sunday finishes. Like they'll be you'll be sh- you'll be so shown guys in your TV that you don't really see in that kind of situation just because of how it affects the Vegas Cup playoffs next week. Yeah, that, that number, I, I love that the number kind of in the top right corner more. Uh, is going to the green and the red this week. Watch out for those. Yeah, the red inside. Yeah, so that outside big. the top one twenty five. I mean, people are going to be moving around pretty quickly. Um, okay, and then one last thing: first round leader. I put in Sebastian Munoz. He's sixty to one. Feels like a first round leader guy. Um, plays yeah. pretty well in the first rounds, I believe. Uh, yeah, I just kind of like it. He also played well in the Olympics. So, so with that, let's get in the clubhouse. I mean, what do we want to do this week? Do we, do we really have anything? <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything in mind. I know uh, Gandhi, be, Gandhi can, birdies or bogeys this week. Uh, birdies, um, club championship. I have club championship qualifying this weekend. That's my I'm, and my point. And I'm playing the father son with my dad on Thursday. Which oh, yeah, are, are you guys uh defending champs? No, no. This is uh this is for the CSGA. Oh, I see. Something. This is the big boy. We're in the making the big leagues, so we're definitely not going to play well because we never play well in these kind of things, but. We'll be, we'll, we'll be, it'll be fun. And then club championship qualifying. But other than that, looking forward to the, to the window. Can't wait. Yeah. I will say this, this is my uh, last week of freedom. Uh, I, I start working next week. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see how, how that goes with the podcast, but last week of freedom. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. So we have the Wyndham championship this weekend and then we go into the fax cup playoffs so see you next week Ryder cup after that let's go let's go